Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Chapter 8. Okay, we got, thank you, thank you, Tim, Timothy. Hey, bro, I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. One person excited about the Bible. Amen. Romans chapter 8. Oh, man, y'all are struggling this morning. Amen. We, we, the hospitality team may have to put an extra pot of coffee on for the 9 a.m. Amen. We get y'all going. No, it's all good. We, uh, we, we're going to go there. We're going to get there. Romans chapter 8. When you got to say amen. Man, y'all are fast. Y'all won the Bible drill growing up in, in, in Kids Church. Amen. Turn in there. If you're a Uversion Bible app user, don't forget this. You can click on the more section, then live event section there, and you can follow along there and just see the message itself, the passages that I'm using, points that I'm sharing. But Romans chapter 8, verses 15 through 17, uh, it says this. It says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Amen. Come on. Amen. I love it, Sean. That's so good. Come on. Just, just say thank you, Daddy. <clears throat> Come on. Amen. Can we just say thank you, Daddy? Amen. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Amen. So if there's not something bearing witness with your spirit this morning, that you're his child, then today you have an opportunity to connect with the Holy Spirit to become a child, a son or daughter of God. Amen. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. I like this passage. We're going to talk about it in just a moment, but I want to pray. Can we just talk to Daddy one more time and just, just recognize his presence to his spirit today in this room? Father, we thank you for being here. Lord, we thank you for loving us, and we just thank you for your presence again who's in this room and for your Holy Spirit who's changing our hearts and lives. And God, we just pray, Lord, for our families today, God. We pray for our nation today, God, and we honor you today in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Bill said this earlier, and I liked it. Can we say happy Father's Day to him one more time? Amen. Happy Father's Day. I love that. I love that. And man, we do. We have some incredible fathers here at Faith Renewed, and I just want to again say we love and appreciate you. We're so thankful for you and just thankful for what God is doing. You're so valuable. I don't know if you understand that and realize how valuable you are to the family unit. As we have this series right now, we are family. I don't know if you realize, again, the key and the value that is placed upon you. And I believe what we're seeing today in large part in our nation is the absence of fathers and homes. And it's heartbreaking. I believe it is, again, a part of what has created a culture and environment that we have today and some of the problems that we're seeing because of the absence of fathers. And so, so I applaud you, dads, and I thank you for stepping in and stepping up. And uh, we have spiritual daddies in this house who have stepped in and played roles. And I, I'm just, again, just so thankful for you. And as this series today continues, that we are family. Uh, this morning, I, I just want to go ahead and say this is not a message that I was originally planning on uh, sharing. 
thinking. And um, even, you know, during this series, I guess even as a whole, this was not originally the intent of what I was going to be kind of sharing and speaking on We Are Family. But um, it, was, it, was, it was wild. This week I was having lunch with someone uh, here at the church. This was early in the week, and I believe Monday. And uh, we were just talking. And what I, just in conversation, began to share our story. When I say our story, I'm speaking about our family and, and uh, again, just uh, as a, just kind of bringing them kind of, I guess, up to speed. You know, I've just only been here the last year or so at our church, and we're hanging out. And it was just, it was wild to me that as I was sharing just our story, that the presence of the Holy Spirit just came into that room with us. And it was, it was so amazing. It was like chips, salsa. Holy Ghost, amen. I mean, just right there. And that is a combination, brother. That is a winning combination. I'm talking chips, salsa, and the Holy Ghost. And, uh, and it was wild, but as I was just, again, just sharing our story, and how many know that you have a story? Oh, man, it is so valuable. It's so important that others hear your story, that others hear about what God has done in your life. But as I was just sharing the story, it was wild. We just, again, the presence of God just filled that place with us, and we were both sitting there, and both began to cry. We were talking, man, and it was like, man, he said, you, you got to share this, man. This is the weird family message. And I was like, okay. I said, I might hit that, tag that on at the end. But as I was praying this week, it was just clear. Amen. It was clear that this is a word for us today. And as we, again, celebrate Father's Day, as we celebrate, again, the, the, the message, again, of having a good father, I want you to know this message today is not about and just spoken to the fathers in the room. Because we don't all qualify. Amen? But this message today is about the good father, and even, even it just, I believe, just as important today that we see and understand this, this message is to sons and daughters. This message today is to sons and it's to daughters, and today we all qualify in that area. Amen. No matter the age today that you are in this room, today we desperately need to understand this message today. And I believe it's going to be critical in our understanding as family today as we move forward in this series. And so, again, to bring you up to speed, we have, again, many new people have come in over the years. And as I, again, was reminded to talk about our story, and again, you'll, it'll unfold in a moment. But as I was thinking about this, uh, if you are new in the last few years, I haven't shared our story. And I look back, it had been five years since I've spoken on what I'm going to speak on today and what I'm going to share. It's been five years, and many have come in within the last five years. And our family is typically just kind of recognized by most of the people today in our church just by a picture. And I, I, we took this, if you would, guys, throw that on the screen real quick, and I believe you can see this at home. This is just it's our family. Amen, and I love this. We took this early in the series. We are family, maybe first day of the series. I can't remember. And, um, and we would love to see this. If you have not stopped by the hospitality area, jumped in front of that photo booth, uh, do this if you would. Go stop by there. Grab that weird family picture and just get together with friends and family and, and take a picture, post it. We love to see that and just celebrate with you, your family. And again, welcome you just again to be a part of that. But that was our family. That's how I guess you could say that most of you guys recognize us and know us. But there is also, uh, again, a, a picture of our family that I want to just kind of share today and just kind of 
bring you in on if you don't know the story and have not yet connected with this and know this about us. We want you to know this. There's another picture. If you could just throw that one up real quick, if, if you would as well. Um, the, uh, the, that picture there is a very important day and um, a very, very cool, cool, incredible day in our family's life. Um, this was, I believe, March of 2007, and, um, and it's hard to believe, but the little guy that the judge there is holding is uh, Caleb, our youngest son, and uh, Justin Bieber there on the front row uh, is uh, <laughs> Bieber fever up there in the front row, and then uh, Miss Faith, uh, she's going, she hates this picture. I probably bore the most. As anytime I share it or post it, she, she has quite a frustration with it. But um, that, that is for our day, for our family. It was, uh, it was adoption day. And if you're not aware, uh, if you don't know, again, our family, again, our youngest child has, was adopted into our family. And um, what I want to do today is, again, just kind of share our story. And, um, and in sharing the story today, there's a message that comes forth from it. And the power and the importance, what I believe, of understanding the importance of the spirit of adoption. Because I, I believe, uh, I personally understood the overall concept of the spirit of adoption, just as a Christian, as a young man growing up. And so again, I'm just going to try to just share a story, not preach at you today, but just share this message. But I feel like I had somewhat of an understanding of, of adoption when it comes to, again, that he said, we've been adopted in. But it, it, I don't believe it was until March of 2007 when that became official. And in the last 13 years since that time, that I've really, truly understood just how valuable the spirit of adoption is. And God has shown us so much in this and uh, shown me personally so much in the spirit of adoption, even about my own life and, again, about how valuable adoption truly is. Because how many knows adoption is an amazing thing? I love it. It is, it is not an easy thing. Yeah, come on. It is not an easy thing, but it is an amazing thing. And in our church personally, we probably, for a church our size, probably have more adoption stories, I would say, compared to most churches, again, of our size. And it's incredible. I mean, the story, again, the self itself is so beautiful, again, of people who have been adopted of people who have adopted. And, and it's wild, again, the process is even happening now of, again, adopting and bringing someone into a family. And those things, again, even adoptions that will even happen in the future. And I love it. And adoption is awesome. Not easy, but awesome. Amen? And I believe this, this understanding the spirit of adoption is so critical. And it takes this, I believe, to another level when we get a picture of this. Because if you don't understand the spirit of adoption, you will never understand sonship. And if you never understand sonship, you will have an orphan spirit. And so today we're going to come against the orphan spirit that the enemy is trying to place within all of us and recognize today that he has called us sons and daughters of the most high God. Amen. And he is a good, good God. He is a great God. But this is the truth today. He's a good father. 
And this is what I hope happens on this Father's Day is that you personally get a picture today of God as not just someone who is seated in a position of authority, but as a father who loves you. And as a father who wants to have a personal relationship with you and get to know you on a so much more greater level. Now, John 14 said, and again, it's just wild, that when Jesus said that he would not leave us orphans, but he would come to us. He does not want to leave us in that orphan spirit. He does not want to leave us with that mindset. And when I read words like adoption now, when I think about words like orphan now, listen, I want us today to understand it takes a lot greater picture. And this message today is a picture not just of the spirit of adoption. It's a picture of my life personally. It's a picture, I believe, today of your life. If you'll open your hearts and see how valuable it is. And so today I have asked permission before, again, I share any of the stories today or talk about any of the things that are going on. I've asked permission today from Caleb, from our family, and uh, about some of the things that I want to discuss because this is the truth um, with Caleb personally. Uh, we had a lot of challenges with him. Amen. And uh, some of you are like, I mean, just my kid wasn't adopted. I had a lot of challenges with my kid. So it's not just an adoption thing or it's not just, again, just kids. Amen. It's parenting. And we're going to be dealing with the subject of parenting through this series. And so, But again, there were, I guess, some very strong challenges even coming into this. And it, it, was, it was some very difficult moments in our life. And it was just, it has seemed like for me personally, it was like during those moments where we had some of the greatest challenges, God spoke to me the most again it wasn't about Caleb it's about me and as I begin to see this and understand this and realize this, this is even a picture and a story of my life because I grew up in a home with a biological father and mother who were present. I had siblings within the house, but you can have a house full of people and still have an orphan spirit. You can live in a house with multiple people within the home and still feel like you're alone. And there were moments and seasons and times when the enemy worked like this. And this was, even for Caleb, again, this was part of his story. And we talked about this. And we had this conversation. And we brought him in, adopted him. You saw the picture. It became official. But there have been moments and a lot of the reasons and the times he even went the direction he went, thought the way he thought because he felt like in our home he did not belong. Understand this, this is a lie from the enemy. This is the greatest, one of the greatest lies that he can ever tell you that you don't belong in this family. As we speak about being family and being brothers and sisters with a big brother named Jesus and a God who sits upon the throne, his daddy who loves us, one of the greatest things the enemy wants to do is to disconnect you and make you feel like you are not a part of this. He wants to make you think you don't belong here. So listen, it is so far from the truth. And so I want to share a few things with you this morning. God has shown me through our story, and I believe today, I hope that your heart's open and ready to hear it. And this, the number one thing is this, is that the Father chose you. Please understand this. Father chose you. Oh, man, and this is so beautiful to think about. He was not forced to love you. You were not good enough to make him choose you. Nobody in this room today did anything to gain the favor of God. And some of you listening this morning, if you feel like, man, well, I, don't, I feel so far from chosen. If you're here and hearing this word today, 
He chose you. If you're hearing this today by live stream, you need to understand God chose you. He had other options. And this again, it's just going to get real. And again, I've asked permission to talk about it. But listen, you know, it's, it's, it's possible for someone to be pregnant and not want to be. That is possible. Matter of fact, it happens so many times. And we see the abortion rate that is so heavy in our nation. And it breaks my heart. And I believe it breaks the heart of the Father that lives are being killed and destroyed because it is not convenient. Well, we, it's just, we're not ready for this right now, this moment in our life. And lives are destroyed. But listen, I want you to understand today, you're here because God chose you. You're in this room and you're hearing this message today because he chose you. This is the truth about this. Nobody ever adopts by accident. There might have been oops since somebody got pregnant. Don't ever know oops when you got adopted. Please don't connect this with just the personal, with the practical day of just, again, the natural. Because, again, this is supernatural. What I'm speaking of is so much bigger than what we're thinking even in our minds now. No one ever adopts by accident. It is a process. It is a process that is ongoing. It is a process that costs something. It is of great, again, cost when, it, when you realize and think again what has to go through. There are people involved that are making decisions, that are doing paperwork, that are doing a lot of things, and they're not cheap. It costs something, and nobody just adopts by accident and falls into it. And this is what I want us to say today about God. His daddy who loves us, when he adopted us in, he chose you. John 15, 16 says this. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Do you see this? How cool this is that before the foundation of the earth, he picked you. That he knew you. He knew that this day on Father's Day 2020 that you'd be sitting in this room. And he knew all of those things about you. And he had a plan and a purpose for your life. And when we see this, our worship changes. When we get a revelation of understanding that he chose me. He picked me. Oh, so much changes when we see this. And when we get this understanding, and we understand again that we can come into his presence and not be wondering if we're a bother to him. And I think back sometimes after I've had conversations with my kids, when they exit their room and leave the conversation, I have come back and the Lord has convicted me sometimes. And he's like, man, hit me with the fact that, you know something? You didn't make them really feel like they should, that you wanted them in your presence in that moment. There have been times that, man, they would leave the room and I was like, because I was focusing on maybe studying or maybe doing something else, that I didn't maybe set aside the attention that maybe I didn't feel like, man, you know something, I want them here. But do you understand this about our relationship with daddy? You're never a bother to him. They're there that you can step into the presence as a son and as a daughter, invited in because he chose you. Oh, that just wrecks me to think about how important and how valuable that is. Because, listen, when you invite me in, it's a whole different story. Now, I don't, I, I don't, personally, I don't like going into people's homes uninvited. I really don't. I, I, I feel uncomfortable. 
I just do. And, and I feel like sometimes you're kind of like, well, Pastor, do you want something to drink? Or can we get you something? You know, and I feel like, man, you know, they really don't want me here. Because this just kind of like happened. You know, I end up in their house or whatever, whatever reason. But when you invite me over, huh, different story, Jack. I'm going to eat. Bro, I'm going to go in, and if you like, you pastor on some seconds, absolutely. Because you invited me here, you asked me to come over, so I'm planning on that you've already took the time to prepare something and plan something for me to be there, and I'm going to eat seconds, maybe thirds, if I feel like it. I ain't scared. And it, but because, again, you want me there. You, I, I feel like, again, you chose me and brought me in, and you asked me to come in to be a part of this. Do you understand the day that he chose you? He chose you. He chose us. And I love it. And and if you don't know, Caleb is one of six biological children in a family group. And it was amazing that, again, when the situation came up, when they were being placed within homes, and, again, this story is is so long and I could share so much, but trying to just narrow it down. But there was a moment when all the children had been placed in homes already. All of them. And Lori, who was a part of our church family here, who was a biological great aunt of Caleb and his siblings, she had a picture of the kids. Again, remember this. This is way back. This is 07, early in it. Or no, actually 06, I guess. This was 2006. And she has a picture of this sibling group, and she shows it to Angel one day at church. And, and we were serving, we were student pastors at the church, and we're filling in as interim pastors at that time. And, and she showed this picture to, to Angel. Angel, again, had never met him. I don't believe at that time physically had ever seen him. And as she looked at that picture that day, all the children had been placed in homes already, and there was already a plan in motion for their life. Angel placed her finger upon that picture and she said, I want him. And I want you to understand something this morning that the enemy has a plan for your life. He has has things that he wants to do with you as well. But God has placed his finger on the picture of your life and says, I want you. I choose you. Now, it's been tough. Again, this life started early on. It, we were just laughing last night, man, and telling just again, just sharing some stories, Angel and I, that when we got him, and one of the things that we love to do when our kids were young, you know, do little photo shoots, and you take them. Back in the day, man, now you have so much cool technology, you can create great pictures, and so many people are doing this, and it's awesome. But you had to take them somewhere back in the day to get pictures made. So uh, Angel was going to take Caleb after shortly after we had gotten him, and she was going to take him to get the picture made. But at first, we was going to get a haircut because we had just gotten him, and he had this little baby mullet thing going on, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't hitting on much. And uh, I, as, as, as beautiful as mullets are, I had a glorious one back in the '80s. It was incredible, amen. But in '07, we said, "Nah, probably not the best thing." And so she took him that day and had probably one of the most horrendous events that ever happened in her life up until that moment, trying to get Caleb a haircut at, at 20 months old, 21 months old, whatever that was. And it became, man, I, I, I just will say this, man, you cosmetologists in the room, God bless you. Amen. When those people step into your chair. And, uh, and it was a horrible, horrible moment in time. And thankfully, it finally happened. But Angel made the decision, I can't take this one to the photo shoot, so we're going to try to create one at home. 
And so she actually gets set up curtains, and we got some pictures from that. I haven't given those to you also. But, I mean, it's wild of just trying to create this moment at home. But it doesn't always work out, again, the way we think about it in our life. And, I, again, as I think about my life, I go back to those moments and times where God is wanting to do something in my life and change some things in me, and I fight it. You ain't got to say man, because I'm telling your story, too. Amen. And there's been those moments and times again where he's wanted to do something, even maybe just and usually put you on display. But because again you fought it every step of the way, man, he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do in your life. But still, the truth is this: he chose you. Tell your neighbor he chose you. Second thing that I want you to grab from this this morning is this: is the is, is father gave you his name. Father gave you his name. And I think so many times, again, we're out there wondering without understanding the name, again, that we have been given. And this disturbing, sad statistic, orphan statistics that I read, and this is from the Ukraine, which, again, is where there's a heavy population uh, there of orphans. The most critical stage in the life there is the age of 15 to 18 when they're leaving the orphanage. Think about this for a moment. The statistics there during this time of their lives have shown that estimated 70% of the boys end up in crime. 70. 60% of the girls end up in prostitution. 60, almost 70 there as well. And 10 to 30 end up committing suicide. It breaks my heart. And it's what I'm seeing happen today in the spirit that people don't understand that the name they've been given. And they don't understand, again, whose name they hold. And they end up going in directions that they don't belong in. They end up going in places that they don't belong in. And they don't understand this. And what has happened today, it becomes the orphan mindset. It becomes an orphan spirit that, again, that I come against. And I believe we need to do this. I believe there just needs to be a reminder today, if you're a Christian, whose name you carry. Amen. I believe we need to be reminded today of whose name you carry, whose name you that you've been given. And so again, we see things in Scripture. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. He says that but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that, me, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Then we cry out, Daddy, didn't hear. Do you see this? In verse 5, it says that he adopted you. Then you drop down and says again, he brought you in and made you a son. And then in verse 6, again, this affects what we say. So it goes from now. What again, we address him as not just as God, a creator, but as Daddy. That you are personally in it now. We brought it to a relationship with him, and you have to be reminded. And one of the things I've had to do, I've had to remind Caleb, I've had to remind my kids, whose name do you have? And I said, this is, and this is a, again, just a real conversation, but I would say this. You know something? You are a Rogers. Rogers don't roll like that. And I think we need to see this. That today would be reminded, man, we're Christians, and there's some things going on in the world, man, the Christians, we don't roll like that. 
And that we, we do it different and we live in a different life. And we understand this. And this is the truth about it today. Why is it so important? Because he comes in and he gives us our, his name. Because in this time, and Paul used these words. He used words like adoption and sonship. He chose that. The Spirit of God put that in his heart. And it was written for us because it was understanding and during that time that the debt in which any person who had had, who had that orphan life as they were brought in and adopted into a family, all debt canceled. That today, listen, because now you're brought into sonship, what daddy has is yours. And he now puts it in position and shows it today. And this is what we need to see, that our sin debt, our life, that old person, that when we come into a relationship and understand that he's daddy and who loves us and we are his sons and daughters, all debt has been canceled. All sin and shame has been brought away. And we have a relationship now. We have a right to go in. Oh, man, it's just so good. And it's because today that he chose you and that he gave you his name. And so some of us today, listen, you may not like the name you've been given in the natural, but listen, in the spirit today, you've been given a name that which is above every other name. You've been given a name that every knee's going to bow to one day. That's the name that has been given to you. And you can walk in that name. You can live in that name. You have authority in that name. And he's given it. He's given it to me and to you. And the third and final one is this morning is this. You need to understand no matter what you do, the Father will never stop loving you. And some of you need to be reminded of that this morning, man. He will never stop loving you, regardless of what happens with my kids or what is going on in their lives. There's never a moment that I stop loving them. There have been moments that I felt like it. But I have never stopped loving my kids. And what you need to see this morning is that you are loved by him. You are loved by him. And I don't believe there's anything. I, really, I don't believe there's anything that has shaped my life. Not as looking back, reflecting back of where I'm at today. As a person, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor. I don't believe there's anything that as I look back upon my life that has shaped it more as a simple fact that he loves me. He loves me just like I am. And in this obvious, the Aramaic form is the most personal relationship and the most personal way that we can speak to him. And you may not today have in your life still, you may not have someone in the natural today that you can go to and sit down and have a conversation with and call them daddy. This morning, I want you to understand, listen, you can have a relationship with him. And he's called you son. He's called you daughter. And there's nothing you can do about it. And this is the truth, and I love this. And, I, I mean, I, and I'm going to be honest, I miss this. When I walk in the home, and Caleb would come up to me. And he would run up, and, and, and he would say, Dad, Dad. He would say, Daddy, he didn't call me Mr. Rogers. <clears throat> Mr. Rogers, is it okay if I approach your presence? He did the same thing every one of my other kids have done. He dressed me in the same light. He didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to earn that. We brought him into our home. 
And I'm going to be honest, man, I, I miss it. They grow up, and I miss it. My kids give me a hard time about, about Ellie, my grandbaby, who was incredible, by the way. And they give me a hard time. Well, Daddy, you just, uh, she got you all wrapped. But you don't remember, guys, when you were that age. And you said, Daddy, I'd, I'd pick you up the same way. I speak to you in that same tone. And I place my arms around you. And what I think happens so many times in the spirit, we grow up. And we don't think we need him anymore. And we don't think we need to run into his arms anymore and jump onto him. Adam still tries it from time to time. <laughs> I had to break that up, man. I couldn't see my notes tears in my he tries it from time to time still but I missed it and this is the truth here this is there's certain benefits that come from this and the verse goes on to say in Galatians 4 verse 6 again it says and because your sons God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying out Abba Father and verse 7 says this therefore you are no longer a slave but a son and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Oh, man, it's beautiful. And on adoption day for us, on that day that we showed you the picture of, it was incredible because, man, I remember, again, being brought forward and having to sit upon the stand. And as we sat up on that stand, they begin to ask questions. And, and they begin to question again about what we, how we did things. And the lawyer asked certain things of us. And that judge who sat upon that thing. And, and they said things like, you do understand this is a lifelong decision that you're about to make. And we say, yes, we understand that. And it was beautiful because the judge that you just saw who held Caleb in his hands, at the end of this, when everything was said and done, he sat in the position of authority. And the one who was seated in the position, who had the right to make the choice, he looked at me at Angel, and he said, I grant you every right as parents. And he said, Caleb, I grant you every right. As a son. As the worship team comes, I want to say that, I don't know, I just wanted to share one last story. And it, again, as I think back, so many things that are, I guess you could say, some are heartbreaking and some of them are tough even to think about. And one for us was, you know, Caleb, again, just an incredible young man. And I'm just blown away now by what we're seeing happen in his life. He, and what has been spoken into him, what has been put into him, what's been prayed over him, I believe now we're beginning to see those things rise up within him. And it was tough. And, and this is what I, I, I want us to see, that, that as parents, and we'll deal with some of this in parenting even more, there are certain things and there are certain ways that God wants to do things in our life. There are certain things that he wants to give to us. And again, his love for us does not change. It doesn't change. And as a parent, that love doesn't end. But there are some times that we don't get to experience the love of the Father because of choices that we've made. 
And it was, again, it's sad. And then there are, again, this, please understand that we're like, we're like that heavy heart of tough parents. I mean, there's been a lot of times we grace flowed, man. So many times the grace of God just flowed. But there are moments and times where decisions have to be made. And this is what's tough about it. All of our kids, man, when they were in elementary school, when they had their birthday, one of the things that we loved to do was take cupcakes to the lunchroom when they were having lunch on birthday. We loved it, man. I mean, back then, you know, school used to meet every day. It ain't a lot today. Man, you know, it's, it was an everyday thing, not on, not on computer. If you're watching this later on, you don't know what this is. A, we're in crazy times right now, just say that. But Caleb was eight years old. Again, I've asked permission. He was eight years old. And man, he was at eight years old, he was giving the teachers problems and he was doing things. There was just a lot going on. And we talked to him, and it was like, man, we want to bring cupcakes to your class or to your lunchroom at eight years old, man, on your birthday. I mean, like, you're the most popular kid in the lunchroom that day when the, when the parent shows up with, birthday, with, with cupcakes. It didn't faze him in the least. And his birthday came, and let me tell you something that broke our heart. Physically cried that day. Some of y'all are like, man, you some mean parents. No, we're not. We've seen God do a work through decisions that we've made. But we didn't take cupcakes in. And you're like, man, that's a no big No, listen, that was a heartbreaking thing more for us than it was him. He went on about life. And he and, and I found out even today, really not a big cupcake fan. And so I guess I mean it's a trip. Maybe I don't maybe it has something to do with it. He did he really don't, he don't like cupcakes as a 15-year-old. Dude, who don't like cupcakes? But it, 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 it did this. We physically cried. It broke our heart because we loved him and we didn't get to show the love to him that we wanted to show to him. And I think there are moments and times that we don't get to experience the love of the Father as we could and as we should because of maybe decisions and things that we've pulled out of. This is what I want us to get today. And, and this is what I hope you'll see. He loves you unconditionally. He chose you just as you were. And if you're a Christian today, he gave you his name. And as a father, I want you to experience all of those things today. But even more so, how much more does the heavenly father want to give good gifts to his children? And I said this early on, that this was a story again about my life. And I want you to see something today that I hope you get from this message. In this story and in this message today, I'm not the father. I'm the son. In this message today, I wasn't the daddy who got it right. I was the son who got it wrong. And at nine years of age, again, telling our story, I accepted Jesus and he gave me his name. But as I look back 40-something years later, I'm going, man, so many times, so many times I've missed it. And I missed things that he wanted to give me.
He wanted to do in my life. And today I want you to see as much as, as myself today, grab hold of this, that we've been adopted in. We have a daddy who loves us, who chose you. And today he calls you son and daughter. I want you to stand if you would, please. And as you stand, I ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. I know I've just got up here and just threw a lot of stuff at you this morning again. It's just our story. But for me, what I guess truly the most incredible thing today is that I can go to Daddy in prayer. I can go into His presence. And today you may not have that earthly father here, but you have a spiritual daddy who wants to have a relationship and a conversation with you. And he's not going to miss it. He's not going to put you aside. He's not too busy right now for you. And I believe this morning, just as heads bowed, our eyes are closed, there's some of this room. This message has spoken to you in, in different ways. There's so many different levels of messages like this can speak into our heart. What God is saying to us. I can't maybe about even how we parent, how we just operate as a son or daughter. But most of all, I hope it's spoken to you this way today. If you haven't been given that name, the one who is seated in the place of authority this morning, he wants to grant you every right as son. He wants to grant you every right as daughter. And he wants to bring you in and to seal it today, make it official. This would be a gotcha day for you that you, you step into a personal relationship with, you, with him. And I believe there are, there are several in this room today and more of my spirit today connecting with this that I think the Holy Spirit is speaking to speak people in this room today and those watching online right now that this morning you wouldn't be able to just say, yeah, he's, he's my dad. He's my dad and he loves me. And I have a relationship with him. And this morning, listen, every head's bowed, every eye's closed. If this morning you're not in a personal relationship with him, as him as daddy, as you as a son or daughter this morning, I want to pray with you. Just right there where you're standing this morning, I want to pray with you. And I want to introduce you to the one who's seated on the throne who loves you just as you are. You don't have to go change anything. Then come back. Now listen, right now, in this moment, today, without you having to do anything today but to receive that love that he has for you. If this morning, listen, that you can't say this, that I know I'm in a personal relationship with him as daddy and me as son or daughter, but I want that in my life. If that's you, just right there where you're standing, just lift up your hand real, real high to the Father right now. Just lift it up real high to heaven. God bless you. God bless you. Who else? Raise it up high. God bless you. Raise it up. To more young or old, male or female, listen, he wants to bring you in and call you son and daughter. Dad, this is that day. Oh, man, praise God. I just want to pray over you right now if you've lifted you up your hand. and Just, Father, I just thank you today right now for hands that have come to you, hearts that are open to you. And today I thank you for your word that is so clear that you call us your own, and that through Jesus, you came out of heaven into this earth, took our place, died in our place for our sin and shame. You rose from the grave, Lord. 
ascend into heaven, and you're going to come again, and we can have personal relationship with you throughout all eternity. And I thank you right now, Father, as we confess with our mouths and turn our hearts to you, Jesus, that you accept us just as we are, just as we are. And I thank you, Lord, for the work, the purpose, the plans that you have for our life and for all that you're doing today in us. And we call you Daddy. And we thank you today that we're no longer slaves, Lord. We're sons. We're daughters of the Most High, God. Thank you, Jesus. Just as the worship team closes out in this last song, I want a prayer team to just gather in their stations, if you would, and just step over and just make yourselves available right now, if you would. And if you see someone right now with a prayer, prayer badge on and a lanyard on, I want you just to go to them. If you have a prayer need today of any kind, and I feel specifically as the worship team sings this, I feel specifically today, listen, if you have a parent or a child that doesn't know Jesus, listen, if you're a child and your parent doesn't know Jesus, if you're a son or daughter and your parent doesn't know Jesus, we want to pray for them today. If you're a parent today and maybe your son or daughter is not in a relationship, we want to pray for them today. And also we want to pray for any other needs that may be in the room. And so listen, as we close out again with this last song, if you have someone in your family, you have a, someone close to you in your family that doesn't know Jesus, as they sing, I just want you to make your way to, to a part of this prayer team. Just come to someone. We're going to agree with you. And we're also going to pray for any other needs that you may have as the worship team sings. Thanks again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you. If you need prayer, would like to support this ministry through your financial giving, or just want to learn more about Faith Renewed, please stop by faithrenewed.org.